This is a fresh agenda, bringing your productivity and creativity together to generate your deepest work. Here is Christina Mendonca. Hi, everyone. This is a fresh agenda where we chat with innovators, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. I'm Christina Mendonca. Welcome to this little spot in the digital universe. Glad to have you here for a while. Got some new music. Needed some new jams. All right. I was making a list of people, though, too, that I thought we could learn from. People that I want to bring on this podcast because they're innovators or thought leaders in their field. And the thread is really innovation. So you'll hear from people in many different industries on this podcast, mostly stuff I'm interested in, like business, tech, science, leadership, communications, food and wine, a little fashion, a little pop culture. But one of the more interesting interviews I've done this year is with sports agent Lee Steinberg. Now, I like sports, but not for the reason so many other people do. I don't have season tickets to anything. I can't rattle off player rosters or stats. And there are many other things I'd rather do than attend a huge, crowded sporting event. Although I think that has more to do with my not liking crowds and crowded events in general. But I do watch the occasional hockey game. I enjoy playoff football. I watch basketball when the Sacramento Kings are competitive or when Gonzaga, one of my alma maters, is playing. And I've supported and attended prep games quite a bit as my kids were growing up. What fascinates me about sports is all of the societal interplay, the determination and training of the athletes, the business of pro sports, the politics, which we've seen a lot of this year, uh, the negotiations, the trades, and of course, the agents. The professional sports industry is expected to reach 73.5 billion next year. And the biggest reason for that growth, of course, is media rights. We're all watching it on one of our devices. And that's predicted just to surpass gate revenues as the real financial driver of the industry. At the same time, we see some disruption with players expressing politics in the NFL with the whole kneeling controversy, uh, which is back in the news this week as the NFL puts their anthem kneeling uh, policy on hold to talk about it with the players union. And media companies like The Athletic are starting up new subscriber platforms and luring away very talented journalists from traditional media platforms. There is the attention to the concussion issues that cause CTE or chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Encephalopathy, yes. And then this past week, a standoff between the NFL and the Players Union over the, again, the national anthem thing that's going to be popping up in the news. The NFL approved the new national anthem policy in May, requiring players and league personnel on the sidelines to stand, although players and personnel may have the option to remain in the locker room if they don't want to stand. The Players Association does not like the policy, and uh, about a week ago, the NFL put it on hold. So sports really wraps up entertainment, high finance, health issues, tradition, politics, education, economics into one industry, and my guest today has watched it all develop for 40 years. Lee Steinberg is the original sports super agent. He writes for Forbes magazine, was the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire with Tom Cruise, and now not only represents players, but he's mentoring upcoming sports agents on his art of negotiation with integrity, and he has coursework available on his website now. What I found most interesting in our time together was his discussion of who will change the NFL. It won't be the owners, the media, the agents, the fans, or the players themselves. He says it will be the mothers, and he's got a fascinating take on that you'll hear him talk about. We talk also about um, 
more than the NFL. He's going to touch on negotiations in any industry and more on his personal story, which is a fascinating Phoenix from the Ashes resurgence after a very difficult time in his life. But first, a quick word about our sponsors, New Age Aerial. More than a bird's eye view, New Age Aerial brings you beautiful vistas, breathtaking overviews, and an understanding of how things look from above. From movies to commercial photography and video, the drone team at New Age Aerial can get you the shots you need for a fraction of the cost of hiring a pilot and plane. These guys are experienced flyers too. Government agencies trust them during big crises. They can even send up a drone with guided monitoring from an engineer on the ground to get exactly the photos and the video needed. But they are also artists in the sky, getting those unforgettable and scenic shots that open movies and thrill at the beginning of large business presentations. We're very proud to have them as a sponsor because they are innovators in drone technology and use. You need them for a business presentation, a film, a, a real estate need, New Age Aerial. Check them out online at newageaerial.com. Enter promo code FRESHAGENDA and let them know you heard about them here. All right, let's talk all things sports now with Super Sports agent Lee Steinberg. Lee Steinberg joins me right now. Lee, first of all, thank you for your time. And tell me, what are you enjoying most in your life right now of all the things you're doing? We have an education program to try and train a new generation of sports professionals with uh, ethics and values that, and specifically trained in usable skills so it manifests into a agent academy that we're holding next month in Los Angeles, um, and then later in the year in Houston, a sports career conference that will be in Dallas that's got experts from that are general managers, that are athletic directors, that work in sports marketing and sports branding, that are trainers. Uh, who work in sports motion pictures, uh, the whole gamut of anyone who would like to have a career there. And then an online course, which will uh, have 10 modules and has state-of-the-art professionals uh, explaining how to be involved to work for a team, a league, an athletic department, to work in sports media as an on-air talent, uh, a whole scope of activity. So it's a way of mentoring the next generation of sports professionals who will go to law school or business school or sports um, management, and they'll learn the principles, but they come out not really having practical skills that, um, that they can use to actually work. So you saw this as just a, a need in the market that, that wasn't being filled and just in 41-plus years of doing this, saw that uh, there needed to be some sort of mentoring for the ethics and more of the soft skills. Yes, and, and an understanding that sports offers an opportunity to role model, to trigger imitative behavior, especially in young people. So it's the, 
ability to to use the high profile that being in sports has so that an athlete can go back and retrace his roots to the or her roots to the high school collegiate and professional community they come from set up a scholarship fund at the high school level retrace their roots uh, and put down roots and then at the collegiate level understand the uh, bonding that can happen with alumni set up a scholarship fund such as Troy Aikman did at UCLA and at the professional level set up a charitable foundation that has the leading political figures, business leaders and community leaders that can execute a program. So it's what work Dunn did with his homes for the holidays where he's put over 160 single mothers into the first home they'll ever own by making the down payment and then moving those families, single families, into uh, the home. So it's it's making a difference. It's Lennox Lewis, the heavyweight champion, uh, cutting a public service announcement that says, real men don't hit women. So it's understanding the profound ability because of how sports permeates the society to to um, uh, permeate the perceptual screen that young people put up against authority figures. They don't want to listen to a uh, parent, policeman, teacher, but a macho athlete can deliver a message that can totally change the life arc of a young person. It seems like, at least, you know, from the analysts who have taken a look, that the NFL had kind of a tough year this year with the kneeling controversy, and there was some infighting among the owners about Goodell's new contract extension. Ratings were down a bit. Do you see this as a temporary blip in a strong, viable business, or is there some sort of disruption going on in sports entertainment? I think that as it regards the NFL, it's still the most dominant sport in America, and it's also the most dominant form of entertainment. There are many weeks in which the top couple of shows, five of the top ten, three of the top six, Nielsen-rated nighttime shows are NFL nighttime football. So to put that in context, um, that means that NFL nighttime football is outranking Dancing with the Stars and and 90 other forms of entertainment. This has never happened before in this country. It's not only the most popular sport, it's the most popular form of entertainment. So we saw some temporary lags um, this year in terms of ratings, uh, the kneeling controversy obviously turned off some fans, We've got a long-term issue, which is the cutting the cable and the decoupling uh, where young people are are moving to look at Amazon and Netflix and moving away from network television. But by and large, the sport is healthy. The real threat to it long-term is existentially is concussion and the fact that if 50% of the mothers in this country understand that every time an offensive lineman hits a defensive lineman, it produces a low-level sub-concussive event so that 
an offensive lineman could walk out of the game with 10,000 sub-concussive hits, none of which have been diagnosed and none of which have been um, he's aware of, but the aggregate will almost certainly do long-term brain damage. Um, and they tell their teenage boys, you can play any sport but not tackle football. It won't kill football, but it certainly will change the socioeconomics of it. And uh, it becomes a gladiator sport over time, um, played by people who need it to escape their economic circumstances, and that has a long-term effect. Um, But we won't see this quickly. And um, professional sports, as long as they're bidded on in loss leader terms, meaning that more money is spent in rights fees that can ever be recouped because it draws an immediate audience. The games can't be TiVo'd because someone will tell you the score, so the commercials are seen when they're supposed to be, um, and it draws an audience to show promos for Monday through Friday programming. As long as that trend keeps up and TV money keeps rolling in and keeps increasing, those sports will remain healthy. You've gotten involved in the concussion discussion quite a bit, I know, and, and you. how do you encourage or help your clients stay as healthy as possible and protect them financially? Because um, those could be career-ending injuries. I think it's key to push on every frontier of safety. So it starts with trying to set what the proper time is for young people to even play tackle football and and get consensus on when it uh, starts to be healthy. And then it's teaching blocking and tackling techniques uh, that don't use the head or neck at an early age. And then it's trying to to push the parameters of research with uh, engineering and high-tech to produce a helmet that uses coil and compression to attenuate the energy field so that much less goes into the head in the first place. And then better methods of diagnosing concussions in real time so that we never have players who have suffered one go back into uh, uh, business. Then there are experiments being done where Football is being played without uh, blocking and tackling in practice. And this has cut down concussions amazingly. The Ivy League played this year with no uh, blocking and tackling during training camp, and it had a big effect. Teams have been able to play with no hitting during the regular season practices. Hitting is saved for the games itself, and that's able to drop things. Um, In addition, there are nutraceuticals and pharmaceuticals being developed that can actually help repair the brain once the problems have happened. So the good news is that there's an economic incentive now because concussion is not just an NFL issue, it's a college and high school football issue, it's a hockey issue, it's a soccer issue, 
Ultimately, it's an issue for people who ride motorcycles and bicycles, fall off horses. So it's an international health issue, and we need a solution in it. Because there's an economic incentive to find it, um, as long as enough energy is put into it, um, we can be much better on prevention and cure. Are the athletes you represented, say, 20 years ago, the same type of athlete you represent today? Are the, do they want the same things? There obviously is a difference, just as there's an overall generational difference, so that young men that grow up on on uh, cell phones and big screen computers with fast cutting and a tweet and Instagram and Snapchat uh, with fast bursts of information, it obviously is a little bit subversive for uh, attention span and the ways of communicating are are uh, different and uh, it's a little bit subversive of patience um, but I think you still can find role model players who who reflect the same basic uh, values who care about uh, who have a sense of self-respect and care about uh, family and living in a community and, and making a difference in the world. I've heard you talk about problem solving as one of your strongest and earliest skills that you recognized in yourself. Is that foundational to sports representation? And and what else is these days to be a good um, representative? I think it all starts in life with listening. It's being able to be present and focused and listen to another human being express what's critical to them. It's being able to dip below the surface, peel back the layers of the onion, and get into someone else's deepest anxieties and fears and greatest hopes and dreams. Because if you can connect at that level and see the world as another person does, then you can navigate your way through life and find solution and bonding and it's not how you would like that person to feel it's how they actually feel and understand what their point of view is towards short-term economic gain long-term economic security family considerations geographical considerations spiritual values um uh and if they're an athlete, how important is being on a winning team, the quality of coaching, being a starter, the system that they play, um, the playing facilities, um, all that constellation of values fits differently into different people's lives. So to understand that is to be able to reflect the real aspirations of an athlete well and to understand what the needs of a team and general manager are is also important. Um, today, information travels through social media, so it's important to understand the power of Twitter and, and uh, Instagram and how best to frame thoughts and what to stay away from and how to 
brand what creates a brand. So obviously a brand is how many people can recognize a certain name and then what appellation they put to it, what attributes they put to it, and then whether or not that's positive. So it's helping someone build a positive uh, image. And so whether it's an endorsement or a book deal um, or any other uh, form of, uh, of uh, endorsement deal, it's all about brand and, and what name recognition is in a positive way. Your life and your career uh, reads like a movie. I mean, it's the whole Joseph Campbell arc of the hero, um, redemption, and everything that you went through, especially your very difficult time in the early 2000s. How did that make you a better person, a better agent, uh, and more impactful in what you're doing now? You know, my dad brought me up with two core values. Um, One was to treasure relationships, especially family. And the second was to try to make a meaningful difference in the world and help people who couldn't uh, help themselves. So I've never looked at traditional success as the guidepost, but rather was um, I a good father, a good husband, um, a good son, um, good to my friends, um, and what value have I brought to the world? Did did I fight racism, you know, through the Steinbrook leadership? Did did Adopt a Minefield actually help uh, with that? Did I design programs, you know, that fought racism? Um, did I make an impact on domestic abuse, bullying? Um, then that really was a yardstick. Um, in the 2000s, I lost my way and, uh, and uh, lost my life and will for a while to alcohol. And um, at a certain point, I had to focus on proportionality, which is no matter what I thought my problems were, I wasn't a starving uh, peasant in Darfur. I wasn't... Um, I didn't have last name Steinberg in Nazi Germany. I didn't have cancer. Um, what excuse did I have to portray those two core values? So it meant um, um, being able to have resilience and being able to to um, to go back up that mountain again. And uh, and and many times. It was rolling that big ball up the mountain, and every time it it, it moved uh, a few feet up, it seemed to move three feet back. Um, so it was being able to 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 see the, that there was a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, it just pushed me back onto um, those basic uh, core values. I've always known that at the end of life, newspaper uh, clippings would fade, uh, trophies would fade, honors would fade, economics would fade, and you'd be left with the uh, quality of relationships and what you gave to the world. So that all came back into focus. I love that. 
tell me how you recharge your batteries because you're into so many different things now. I mean, all of your entertainment initiatives, your philanthropy, uh, now with the online coursework that you're doing and still representing clients. What do you do to recharge your batteries and kind of plug back in to replenish your creativity? Um, exercise is good. Um, whether it's cardio, um, whether it's an exercise cycle, whether it's a treadmill, um, but um, doing that type of physical uh, workout is good. Having a personal trainer is good. Um, reading, um, going to the beach. I was sort of born as a beach boy and still live near the water. Um, all of those uh, things are good. Um, some people fear airplanes. They uh, think it's, uh, how can you do all that traveling? Well, the thing about being on an airplane is, unless you want to, it's the only period of time where no one talks to you. <laughs> it's the only it's the only time in life where there's no phone calls, no one's in your office, no one um, uh, approaches you um, except to ask questions about sports. Um, but, you know, there's time there to read or reflect, uh, uh, and uh, that's also recharging time. Okay, so if I ever see you on a flight, I'll I'll just think this is Lee's meditation time. I'm not going to bug him. <laughs> so I, I'll be friendly. <laughs> Tell me, where can people find more um, out about you? I know that you've uh, written at least one book that I've read, and you have some other articles, and you have other places online. Tell me where people can find out more about Lee Steinberg, sports and entertainment. Well, I, I tweet at Lee Steinberg. I write regularly for Forbes.com. I write... A- couple articles uh, a week. Um, I wrote Winning with Integrity, How to Get What You Want Without Losing Your Soul, which is a negotiation uh, primer, but the undercurrent is a refutation of uh, situational ethics and shows that to try to be nice to cats and dogs and a good neighbor, but go out and use heinous tactics in business, because after all, the end justifies the means, creates a type of soul death. And uh, I wrote chapters for a number of different books, uh, uh, Chicken Soup uh, for the Soul. Um, Anyway, uh, and then I tweet at Lee Steinberg, and, and then I'm on all, all familiar social media. You are. You're very active. I, I connected with you on LinkedIn, and I know you're very active as, as well there. So before we let you go, I think it was Dan Pink who said we spend about 41% of our time professionally trying to persuade someone out of something they value, whether that be creativity, time, collaboration. What is one, uh, I don't know, I, I hate to call it a tip, but what, what is one approach when you approach a new negotiation? Do you have a framework for each or is each one totally different? If you could give us just a little tidbit of something that might help us in our everyday lives when we're approaching our own negotiation. Internal clarity as to, and prioritization as to what is critical to you in that situation. 
something has to be more important than something else. Something has to be a non-negotiable uh, deal breaker. And so people walk into situations with a long laundry list of everything that they want in a deal, in a situation, and it's unreasonable. So to be able to navigate that, you need to know what truly is non-negotiable to you and what are things that would be nice to get, but, but they're not critical. And you have to have a clear picture in your head as to what those are so that you can move quickly in the situation and understand how to make a, a reasonable, fair deal for your benefit. Um, people often get confused in those discussions as to what's in their own best interest. Excellent. Lee Steinberg, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Appreciate all you do and look forward to seeing even more from you in sports and entertainment. It's been my pleasure. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Lee Steinberg. I especially like that last part. You really have to think about what your non-negotiables are in life because it gives you clarity to be nimble in any negotiation. You can find out more about what he's doing at SteinbergSports.com. He has a course there, the Lee Steinberg Sports Business Certificate. A lot of thought leaders are doing these these days, these online courses at varying price points. It's a fantastic way to learn. I recently worked on some of my own online courses unrelated to journalism. I produce them and have thought about doing a few of my own on journalism, but that's, you know, one of those projects like learning how to do Alexa flash briefings and expanding my speaking engagements that are all percolating in the background. Just not enough hours in the week, my friends. All right, I'm getting ready to make some bold moves this fall, though. I will have some new platforms coming online. Can't wait to tell you about that. It has been a busy summer, but this time I get with you on this podcast is one of my favorite times of the week. Before I go, let me tell you about our friends at NewAgeDesign.com. They are web designers with a purpose, ambition, and great analytics. You need design, SEO, SEM, Google Analytics. They can hook you up. New Age Design staff has spent decades managing various UX and web marketing projects for large corporations. They've worked with the most talented digital agencies in the world. They can help you out too help you create so much value for your end user. Check them out at newagedesigns.com. And because they are one of our fabulous sponsors, you'll get extra special treatment by using the promo code FRESHAGENDA. Thanks again for spending some time. This has been a Fresh Agenda. I'm Christina Mendonca. Reach out anytime on any of my platforms and let's stay connected. This is a Fresh Agenda, bringing your productivity and creativity together to generate your deepest work.